can't relate to cancel culture, hookup culture, or victim culture? Well, neither could we. We created this platform for those other girls. Girls like us who want to give a different perspective from a Christian and conservative worldview. We talk about life, relationships, work, pop culture, and true crime from a Christian conservative perspective. Let's be those other girls that don't just talk about culture, but change culture and bring back traditional values. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not reflect our employers. Enjoy! Hello, everyone. You are listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Friends. I'm Mallory, and we, me, you, are changing culture and bringing back traditional values. Um, okay, it's supposed to be clapping and cheering. Okay, here we go, here we go. Thank you, thank you. I'm so happy to be back. Uh, I honestly was thinking about this episode all week um, because I really miss doing this. I love, guys, I love podcasting. I love giving my unsolicited opinion to people um, and people listening and people enjoying it. Um, So, yeah, so I'm just super happy to be back. Couple of announcements. Um, I listen to the podcast and they say, um, church announcements at the beginning. I always find that so funny whenever they, like, have announcements for other things going on with the podcast. Um, I gotta think of something funny. If you guys have an idea, let me know. Um, couple quick announcements. First one is we're shifting gears a little bit. Um, Vic is going to not necessarily be the co-host. She's going to be helping some things behind the scenes, and we'll still be doing, um, She'll be doing things here and there, but it won't necessarily be, hi, I'm now, hi, I'm Vic, um, for the foreseeable future. Um, as you guys know, she's a very, very busy woman, and we just um, are redoing some things. And Those Are The Girls is going to continue to keep going. Don't you worry, everyone. This will always be here. Um, but right now, Vic is going to be moving her position. Um, and she's is still going to be helping. Um, okay, that's first announcement. Second announcement is I'm really excited to say that we actually have a Patreon now. Um, with our Patreon, there are four different levels, a $5 level. Um, and with this $5 level, um, let me read out the level. Sorry, you guys. Two seconds. Uh, let me pull it up. So the $5 level, it's called... It's called uh, it's called official girly. Um, I don't know, I can turn girly. It's called an official girly. So you'll get a bonus episode, you'll have live Q and A's, and you'll be able to see behind the scenes content. This is if you really enjoy the podcast and you want to be a part of us changing, you're gonna be partnering with us to change culture. Um, and one of the ways to do it financially so we can pay for 
the website. Um, we can pay for the software that we're using. We can pay for the email list. We can pay for a couple other things that are coming down in the future. Um, possibly documentary, mm-hmm, maybe. But that stuff needs you, you gotta you gotta have money for that. So um, if you just want to be a part of it, if you just say, "I just want to be." an official girly. I just want to, I want to have something to do with it. Even though I can't do some of the other amounts, but I just really want to be a part of it. The $5 one is perfect for you. The next one is a partner girly. This covers a month of our website and you are like a full, you will be helping us every month pay for the website. Um, with this, you get behind the scenes episode. I'm sorry, you get bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, live Q and A's, and early uh, ticket access. We're going to start back doing um, our con- um, conference and things like that. We're going to go back to doing that, um, things like that, so you'll be able to have early access to that. The next one is a VIP girly, and this is $40 a month, and that will help with our email software. And uh, you're partnering and helping us foster this community. When you help with the email, you'll be helping us to stay connected and just to um, be able to speak with and have good conversations and um, get information out to our to the other girlies out there. Uh, and with that, you get bonus episodes, behind the scenes, live Q&As, early ticket access, and fan requests. So you can send us um, a request and uh, we can see what we can do to get it done. And then the last thing is the Supreme Girly. And this helps pay for our $60, and that helps pay for our recording um, software and more. So you will be completely making, we're going to be making such a huge difference. Um, this will really, if you decide to become a $60, um, if you decide to become a Supreme Girly and you pay $60 a month, it will, you just have no idea how um, much of a difference you're going to be making in this podcast. Um, podcasting is not cheap. Not only that, but it's also, like, like I've been saying, we're going to be adding some new shows, um, and we're going to be doing some other things that we are going to need some help financially, and we're other girls, so if we all are working together to help and make a difference, um, think about, like, what all we can do, think about all the changes, think about the people we can touch, think about the lives that can change if we're all working together, so with that, you get a bonus episode, behind-the-scenes contact, live Q&A, early ticket access, fan request, and you get a Patreon shout-out. We'll shout you out. Um, and seriously, thank you. Thank you so much um, if you decide to do that. Thank you if you even decide to do $5. Like, it just is really beneficial to really help. $5 a month helps. $60 a month, $30, $40, it all helps. It really does. Um, right now, because it's coming at 100% out of my pocket. So, <laughs> it would really help to... Um, have some Patreon assistance. Um, and I'll talk more about that later. I'll have links everywhere. Yada, yada, yada. Next thing, Noelle Fitchett has joined our Those Other Girls Media team. She has a podcast called Out of Context. It is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. Check it out. She interviews people, um, and it's really great. She, wonderful girl. Um, she did a uh, podcast with us a couple weeks ago. Um, you'll love it. Um, okay. Also, too, one other thing I mentioned um, casually about the subverted book, um, and a couple people reached out. So let's do it. Let's do book club. Subverted by 
Sue Ellen Browder. Um, let's try to get this book by the end of the month, and we will do um, live discussion in the Patreon about this. So see if you can get the book. All you got to do is just do the $5, and you can join the Patreon, and we'll do a live discussion of this. I'm really excited to dive into this and, like, to discuss it. Um, and I'll talk more about this on the Instagram and everything, but Subvert It by Sue Ellen Browder. I mean, we'll all even do a giveaway um, for someone to get a copy of the book. Last thing I want to say, um, last church announcement. <laughs> um, if you live in Charlotte, North Carolina, you need to vote July 26. We have a very, very important special election um, for our city council, and you need to vote. You absolutely need to vote. Um, I just want to say that. If you go to MechGOP.com, yeah, it should show you who's running and, like, their platform and things like that. Um, you can also go to SummerIsComingCharlotte.com. Actually, that's probably a better website. SummerIsClubbingCharlotte.com, um, and it will have what they stand for, um, the people that are running, why you should vote for them. And guys, like this is a chance for us to have a really good, to have some good, strong Republicans on the city council. So make sure you vote. Okay. Um, it's the TCAP. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you just discovered it because of RW Loves, welcome. If you're hate listening, welcome. <laughs> um, this is the TCAP. This is um, the episode that we do once a week. I'm saying we because I typically have a co-host. Um, I'm going to have to get used to just saying me. Um, this is an episode that I do once a week. Um, we go over just some topics that have been very interesting that have happened throughout the week. It can be cultural. It can be political. Today's episode is mainly political. Um... Mainly political. Yeah, it's really political. But we also talk about other things. Um, we've talked about Kim Kardashian, Demi Lovato, about Johnny Depp trial. We talked about the slap heard around the world. Um, but then we're also going to talk about things such as abortion. Um, we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about the drag, the kids to pride event. Um, so we just we talk about a lot of things, cultural things. The idea is for us not to just talk about culture though, but we also want to change culture. So. Sometimes we talk about solutions, and we try to be very, yeah, we talk about solutions, and we also try to do things in our own community, and I'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, so this is the TCAP. Um, here we go. All right. That one was go once. All right. First thing is, I don't know if you guys saw, it was all over Twitter. Um, this couple was in Disney World or Disneyland. I think it was in Paris. And they were in front of the Cinderella's castle. And they were proposing. That was proposed to the girl. And one of the workers came and literally grabbed the ring, snatched it out of the guy's hand, walked down the steps and was like, you guys can do this over here. I will link the um, I'll link the video from Twitter 
and um, maybe I'll post it. I saw Allie Snuggy talked about it, or it was on Allie Shorts, and I was like, hmm, she took my idea. Did she see my docket before for this week? She took my idea, but no, just joking. Um, just great minds to like. But yeah, so <laughs> it's like a terrible, like, I feel so bad for them. My question that I'll put on the Spotify, and if you're leaving a review, you can answer this, is you tell me, is the guy in the wrong? If you look at the thread, some people are saying that, like, they had permission from another employee. Some people are saying that they didn't have permission. Some people are saying that, like, you have to pay to do it. That's why the employee was upset. You're not supposed to do it to be able to pay i don't know the truth because that's what's so crazy about the twitter thread and that's what's so crazy about the internet something you know to remind all of us about is like people can say whatever if they do say whatever um so i don't know what the truth is but i do know that <laughs> this guy ruined their proposal and i feel bad for them like half of me is like okay so if it is against the rules like if you do if you are supposed to pay then okay they should not have done that but at the same time it's kind of like well they're already in the middle of it and i will say this he should not have grabbed the ring like that was inappropriate i think maybe like sitting in between them would have been better than like yo man get up but grabbing the ring i think was very inappropriate but the other half of me is like um i mean it's love like they're they're in disney world like be annoyed, maybe find them, but like, don't ruin their actual proposal. It's love. I don't know. I don't know. You guys tell me. Tell me what you think. Um, I'll put, make that the Spotify question to answer it if you listen on Spotify. And then when you leave your review, you can answer it there. And then maybe I'll even like put this little part on um, a reel and you can answer it there. So let me know what you guys think. Um, next, next part um, is brought to you by American Beauty. I have been asked to be an American woman, American woman beauty ambassador. And I'm super excited about that. They make um, different makeup, um, eyeshadows, lip gloss. Um, they have um, body oil. They have different things that aren't that i'll have a better ad next time you guys i'm sorry um but they do that and um it's the purpose really is um to have a really cute um to have a cute brand that is supporting your our values those are the girls we're always going to support brands that are supporting our values that are run by conservatives christians or people who just are not giving into the mob who will stand up for what they believe in and they will not back down that believe our values, not just like what they believe in because some people are doing that, but I mean, they believe our values. We're going to support that. We're going to put our money where our mouth is. So if you use the, the code mouth 15, you get 15% off um, at www.americanwomanbeauty.net. Everyone check it out. Okay, I'm still working out that. All right, here's the first story. <clears throat> the story um, is from Fox News. Well, actually, no, let's discuss it. I'll discuss the Twitter thread. 
So when I, and I'll link this thread, um, well, I'll link this guy's account who has all of the information, um, who was there. His name is Taylor Hansen. His Twitter is at TaylorUSA. So on my ride, how was it? I think it was a day coming home from YWLS. I was on Twitter and I saw that there was a drag show in Dallas, which is so crazy. Like while we were, you know, enjoying our freedom, we were talking about um, how we could be strong women who um, are wives and mothers and also achieving our dreams. Um, there was a drag show happening like a couple miles away, I guess. It's just crazy. It's bonkers. Um, so I saw it online and I saw pictures and stuff and I was like, this is crazy. This cannot be real. Like I'm, this is, this is fake. This is not real. Turns out it was real. Um, and let's see here. I'm sure all of you know, we posted about it a little bit on our Instagram already, but I'll just talk a little bit about it. So essentially the, uh, him and a couple other guys, um, went to this drag show and the name of the drag show was called, um, drag the kids to pride event. And there, they got footage of some of the things that were going on. There was a sign that said, it's not going to look itself. People were dancing. They had kids throwing or giving money to the drag queens. Um, there was like, children there's babies in there um they were dancing provocatively it just was not and the name of the bar was mr mr's gay bar um it was just not um it was just not not appropriate for children <laughs> at the end of the day it just really wasn't something appropriate for children it's something that we should be setting up against and it's really great that these people it was taylor hansen and some of his guys and then um john doyle uh, and some of his guys came and then it looked like it was a bunch of other independent groups and I think there was a, a group praying which I really like that's what we need to be doing that is great we cannot let these things be clustered and you know people be silent I'm not sure how effective it is like yelling at the parents even though they are the ones we should be talking to definitely need to be talking with the establishment the people who own it I think that's very effective um the parents in front of the kids, I don't know, but at the same time, I'm also like, it's probably good for the kids to see the alternative idea because they're probably not going to see the alternative idea if they're not um, at home, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to only hear that, yeah, this is completely normal, you know, this man dressed like a woman, dancing provocatively, me giving this man money is completely normal, so, yikes. Um, I think it was great that they were there. And I thought about this, you guys. If something like this were to happen in our own towns, what would we do? Like, if there, if you heard there was a kid's pride show, drag show for pride, what would you do? I, I thought about it, and I think that something needs to be done. Like, I don't think we should let them just happen and not cause any a scene. Um, I know, I don't know my exact role but i know i would go to pray and then i think i would see what god wants me to do while i'm there i have a friend who there was a drag show at a church um and she uh and some of her friends brought tracks and stood outside 
So I think that stuff like that is, I think that's where my role would be. Um, I don't think my role would be to go in. I know that's other people's roles and I would support someone who wanted to do that. Um, but I think my role would be to pray um, and maybe pass out tracks and things like that. But I think we should all be thinking about like, if this were to happen in your own backyard, what, what do you do? We cannot let this just happen. Like this thing needs to be brought to light. And I'm really glad that they're recording them. The guy on Twitter once you go to his Twitter, you can just, like, scroll and just see all the other content that he got. They were able to talk to some people. Uh, Alex, I forgot his name, but, like, he's Alex or something. I'll try to link that, too. He got some good footage. He followed one of the drag queens and was, like, trying to call them out. Um, and the man was, like, flustered. So I think these are good. This is good. We need to put put the heat on them. Because this is very inappropriate. And I know I've had conversation with someone about this. And they're like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Here's the thing. If we were to sit and, and yeah, if we were to, if this were the exact same situation, but it wasn't a man, it was a woman, and it was like a strip club, wouldn't we be like, okay, this is, this is inappropriate. Like, this is, this is abuse. Wouldn't we say that? So what is the difference? What is the difference? Because at first, when people were calling it child abuse, I was like, that seemed a little harsh. Child abuse? And then I thought about it from the perspective, well, no, I would say it was child abuse if someone brought their child to a strip club. As a matter of fact, you can get your children taken from you. Um, and I was showing my parents, and my mom was like, why didn't, well, the people call the police? And I was like, well, the police were out there protecting them. So do with that information what you will. Um, but yeah, so the only difference is that it's a man doing it. So, I mean, when you put it in that perspective, I just think that's so, like, Yikes, like, this is not okay. Well, thankfully, a Texas legislator, he introduced a bill that banned children from drag shows after drag kids pride event. This article is from Fox News. A state legislator announced that his intention Monday to introduce a bill that will ban minors from attending drag shows in the state. State Representative Brian Slayton, a Republican who represents a House district just east of Dallas, said in a press release that his Proposed legislation comes after footage went viral over the weekend showing children dressed, attending, I'm sorry, showing children attending a drag show at Mr. Mr., a gay bar in North Dallas. Quote, the events of this past weekend were horrifying and a show disturbing trend in which perverted adults are obsessed with sexualizing young children, end quote. Slayton also said, quote, as a father of two young children, I would never take my child to a drag show and I know... Uh, brackets, Texas House Speaker, brackets, David Phelan, and the rest of my Republican colleagues wouldn't either, end quote. I think that a lot of your Democratic colleagues probably, hopefully, wouldn't either. I think that this, these type of things, I think, are good because it shows, back up, I think it's good to talk about these type of things because it shows how far the left has gone, how far um, certain ideas have gone. Like, bringing kids to a drag show, Drag is sexual. Like, this isn't, these are sexualized things. They're caricatures, sexual caricatures of a woman. These men are not flat chested when they're doing their drag. They have huge breasts. They, they give themselves breasts. Like, it's a caricature, a sexualized character, caricature of women. Point blank, period. So, having children there is not okay. And I think most people will agree with that. 
I think most people are going to be on the side of saying, okay, this is strange. This is too much. Same with people who are saying abortion at nine months, abortion at eight months. Honestly, there's some people who don't think we should have abortion after 20 weeks because the child, we know as of today that the child uh, can live outside of the womb. Once again, I do think in a couple of years, it could be even eight weeks. I don't know. That's just me. That's just me saying it. Hopefully use this footage when it happens. Yeah, I'll say eight. 16 weeks. I'll say 16 weeks. Use this footage when, I, when it's 16 weeks of me saying it will be possible for a baby to uh, survive outside of the womb at 16 weeks. So, use this footage. Anyway, um, people who are, people are just saying that these are extreme. Like, these are things that are like, okay, that's too much. Like, all right. <laughs> like, I'm for X, Y, and Z. So it's good to call these out. It's good to bring these to the light. We always have to bring um, things in the darkness to the light because that's how things will get exposed. That's how things are going to change. And this is how, and how we're going to get these things changed is also through legislation. I'm glad that there's legislation like this. Hopefully every state will take up legislation like this. And this is just a reminder why voting matters. This is a reminder why your um, local, your state government matters, okay? Because if you guys didn't vote for this person, this legislation wouldn't be in there. If you didn't care about your state legislators, this information wouldn't be in there. It all matters. All right. I'm off my... That's that on that. This next story is brought to you by Culture of Life, 1972. They provide cute clothing and accessories with a message. 100% of your purchase goes to pro-life causes. Join the hashtag life tribe and get their signature 1972 necklace. I'm not wearing it right now. Oops. Uh, and use the code those other girls 1972 to get 10% off. All right. Next story. This story kind of like joins hands with like the next story um so yeah just a heads up this is the story that you guys voted for me to talk about topless pro-choice protesters run onto the court at a WNBA game in brooklyn this is from the new york post a group of topless pro-choice protesters rushed on the court during tuesday's WNBA game between the new york liberty and the Minnesota Lynx at Barclays Center. While some of the women who took their tops off, but tops off, but covered their chest. Okay, this sentence is weird. While some of the women who took their tops off, but covered their chest, rushed down to the court mid game, others held up signs in support of the Roe v. Wade ruling. Video footage taken by onlookers at the game shows the rise of abortion rights protesters marching to the game, holding up signs in support of abortion rights while others were smothered in green paint. The women were eventually escorted out by security. No charges were filed, according to the NYPD. One sign read, overturn Roe, hell no, while the other sign read, abortion on demand and without apology. And this is what I'm talking about, you guys. Um, Abortion on demand without apology, that's too extreme. There's a lot of people who consider themselves pro-choice. You eventually will get them to be pro-life. But they consider themselves pro-choice, and they hear this abortion on demand, and they're like, okay, wait a second, that's too much. So you guys keep doing your crazy outlandish stuff. You'll just bring more people to our side. After the game, the organization tweeted out a photo of the protesters 
who interrupted the game writing. This was the audience. We writing quote. This was the audience we wanted. We aren't protesting to change the hearts and minds of women hating fascists. No. End quote. Okay. Um, so also too, I think it was last Sunday. Apparently, uh, my mom sent me the video, and uh, Black Pro Life woman posted the video. Women went to Joel Osteen's church and they did their little demonstration, took off their shirt and they said their piece about abortion there too, which is crazy uh, to think about. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Especially because like Joel Osteen, I don't even think he's ever come out against abortion. And any pastor that you were thinking of, um, will be sympathetic to your cause, it would be Joel Osteen. So that that just shows they don't pay attention. They don't really know what's going on. They were just trying to make they're just trying to make a statement. And I guess they did, like we're talking about it. Um so yeah. I think these things are going to get continue to happen and unfortunately might get worse, which leads us to our next story brought to you by Fox News. It says armed suspect arrested the Justice Kavanaugh's home identified. Suspect Nicholas John Rosick was carrying a gun knife and a gun and knife, <laughs> a gun knife, <laughs> was carrying a gun and knife and admitted to intending to kill Kavanaugh, authorities say. The armed California man arrested near the Maryland home Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh Wednesday morning has been identified as Nicholas John Roski, a law enforcement sources tell Fox News. Roski of Simi Valley, California, was carrying a gun, knife, and pepper spray when arrested and had made violent threats toward Kavanaugh, sources said. Roski was picked up by a nearby street after calling police on 911 to report himself. A criminal complaint obtained by Fox News shows that Roski is being charged with attempting to murder a United States Supreme Court justice. He is scheduled to have a first appearance in federal court in Maryland Wednesday afternoon. He told officers that he wanted to give his life purpose and purchased the gun and other items for the purpose of breaking into Kavanaugh's home and killing the justice and then himself. Roski admitted in the second interview that the FBI of his in, in second interview with the FBI of his intent to kill Kavanaugh himself, according to an affidavit in support of the criminal complaint. Roski told detectives that he was upset about the leak of the Supreme Court draft decision regarding the right to abortion, as well as the recent school shooting in Uvalde, Texas. And he believed Kavanaugh would side with Second Amendment decisions that would loosen gun laws. At approximately 1 a.m. Wednesday, two marshals saw an individual later identified as Roski, dressed in black clothing and carrying a backpack and a suitcase, get out of a taxi cab that stopped in front of the Kavanaugh's Montgomery County home. The individual looked at the two marshals standing outside their parked vehicle and turned to walk down the street, the affidavit says. Shortly after the Montgomery County Emergency Communication Center filled, filled in a call from Roski, who identified himself and told the caller, the call taker, that he was having suicidal thoughts and had a firearm in his suitcase. Roski also told the, the call taker he came from California to kill a specific United States Supreme Court justice, the affidavit said. And this is, I mean, this is crazy. It's crazy because we live in a world where people are, where people can do this easily do this it's crazy that people think that this is the way to get their point across both of these instances i mean they're not obviously they're not the same taking your shirt off in a church is not the same it's very disrespectful shows 
very lack of fear of God, which I hope to God they repent because I would hate to be in front of God and like when he's going over my sins because I haven't repented and that's all they're like. Um, but um, it it's just shows like an escalation. That man was there to kill him. To murder him. That's, I mean, crazy, 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 crazy to me. I, I just, crazy. And, you know, what do we, what do we do? I respect the justices so much for not uh, just going ahead and doing, like not letting this intimidate them. And just releasing the results. Um, I, I respect them a lot for that. I do think we are going to hear the results. I Because we were thinking it would be uh, in June anyway. So, you know, it could be Monday or Wednesday. It could be another later in the year. Later in the year. Later in the month. But it, we're thinking it was June. So, I mean, they can release it at any moment now. And I respect them for waiting and not letting these type of people... Um, control the courts because that's not how it's supposed to be. The court is supposed to be unbiased and people showing up in people's houses, people doing radical things like that. That is the well, you know, I'll say this the protesting thing, I guess it's different. Like, that's just protesting. Like, I would not do that. I think that's so disrespectful and appropriate. But showing up in someone's house, that's technically influencing the, the votes and that's wrong. This person, thank God, will be prosecuted, hopefully, to the fullest extent of the law. Um, I also would have prosecuted the woman that got naked at a basketball game where there could be children, where there probably were children. That's so inappropriate. And at a church, that's so wrong. I would have, I guess, no, I think I would have, like, I, they need to face some sort of consequence. Like, there needs to be some sort of form of justice. Um, even if it's remediation, where, like, maybe as a pastor, if I was one of the pastors there, maybe going, talking to them. Trying to have some sort of making so remediation would be they would be court ordered to like talk to somebody, like talk to them, be in a room with them. Maybe something, even something as small as like that, but there needs to be some sort of consequence. Like people cannot just do this. And that's not just to just have people going around taking their clothes off of your church and then saying, okay, bye. That's not justice. Um, and God is a God of justice. He wants justice and mercy. Um, so yeah, so guys, it's been a crazy, crazy week. There were other things I want to talk about this week um, that I could have left in because we have more time. Because um, I thought, anyway, <laughs> I decided not to leave them in, which is cool. It's okay. I really appreciate everyone that to continue to listen to the podcast. Um, nothing's really going to change in the sense of like, it's still going to be me and we're still going to do the TCAP. Um, I will try to get some different, more co-hosts to come on. Um, like how we had some influencers here and there. I think I'm going to try to do something like along those lines. I think that'd be fun. Um, and I'm going to try to still, you will still get premium content. Like it's still going to be great. So don't you worry. Uh, let me think of anything else. Also too, um, I'm wearing our nevertheless, she voted shirt. You should definitely check it out. Get ready because we are voting we are voting. We are having a red wave come in America. The red wave is coming. The Dems have no idea what they're expecting. You need to vote. Just a reminder. Vote.
vote these votes. Um, okay, I guess the next thing we have is our history moment. Take it away. All right, guys, here's today's That Political Life Moment in History from History.com. In 1989, Chinese crackdown on protests leads to Tiananmen Square Massacre. Did I say that right? I think so. I'm so sorry. Okay. You Chinese... guys know which one we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese troops stormed through Tiananmen Square in the center of Beijing, killing and arresting thousands of pro-democracy protesters. The brutal Chinese government assault on the protesters shocked the West and brought denunciations and sanctions from the United States. In May 1989, nearly a million Chinese, mostly young students, crowded into central Beijing to protest for greater democracy and a call for the resignations of Chinese Communist Party leaders deemed too repressive. Nearly three weeks... Sorry, for nearly three weeks, the protesters kept up daily vigils and marched in Shannon. Western reporters captured much of the drama for television and newspaper audience in the United States and Europe. On June 4, 1989, however, Chinese troops and security police stormed through Tiananmen Square, firing in indiscriminately into the crowds of protesters. Turmoil ensued as tens of thousands of the young students tried to escape the rampaging Chinese forces. Other protesters fought back, stoning the attacking troops and overturning and setting fire to military vehicles. Reporters and Western diplomats on the scene estimated that at least 300 and perhaps thousands of the protesters had been killed, and as many as 10,000 were arrested. The savagery of the Chinese government's attack shocked both its allies and Cold War enemies. Soviet leader Gorbachev declared that he was stunned <laughs> by the events in China. He said he hoped that the government would adopt his own domestic reform program and begin to de democratize the Chinese political system. In the United States, editorialists and members of Congress denounced the Tiananmen Square massacre and pressed for by President George Bush to punish the Chinese government. A little more than three weeks later, the U.S. Congress voted to impose economic sanctions against the people's Republic of China in response to the brutal violation of human rights. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's crazy that it wasn't that long ago um, that that happened. A little over Funny 30 story. years, right? Yeah. Yeah, a little over 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, 89, 30. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's, you know, I pray to God we don't ever. Well, it kind of goes point. back to what's going on with, like, Hong Kong. It's kind of, yeah. like, I guess, what was that, a year or so ago? The Hong Kong fight for democracy. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even make the parallels. Yeah, it is. It's practically the same thing. And we are so blessed to live in the U.S. that we don't have to be afraid of this type of thing. I say that, but then I'm like, well, there have been a couple of uh, fire hoses on people. But the idea is, in democracy, we don't have to be concerned about this. Yes, theoretically. <laughs> Every single time. And let me put it that way. Every single time, we don't have to be concerned. Because, like, even when we went to protest, and um, we're protesting the 
protests of Roe v. Wade, I wasn't afraid that the police were going to come and fire hose me, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a funny story, you guys, about this I wanted to add. When I went to China in 2018, we were touring, we were passing the place and we were touring it. And um, someone asked our tour guide about this, about like the lone person, you know, the picture with the guy by himself on the tank. And um, the tour guide went, what? And then our professor was like, like, Cut it out. yeah, it was like, yeah, I was like, they don't know about it. They don't. And I just remember thinking like, that's so crazy. Like, yeah, I remember. it's actual history. Yeah, I think it was like seventh grade history class. I remember learning about it because we read this book. It was like a fiction book, but it was it was their seventh or eighth grade. I think it was seventh grade. But it was about this, like, middle schooler whose dad went and was, like, U.S. media in China for, like, a time being. And so he took his son over there. And while they were over there, it just happened that the Tiananmen Square incident happened. And it was just, like, I mean, it's so vivid in my memory, like, this book alone. And, it, I mean, it was, like, a young adult novel to teach us yeah. what happened. But I just still remember it's like that book, and then I remember when the Watsons go to Birmingham, and then there was one other book when sixth grade that I remember reading about the Cold War and like communism in Russia, Russia, and how it affected the people. And it was like this little girl was an orphan because of communism. Like the secret police came and took her parents in the middle of the night and like left her. And so like, those were like really like key books that I remember from middle school that like really like shaped my view on history. And it's just crazy. And I think like kind of going back to like for, like myth me today, like I love historical fiction and I love learning history through fiction to learn about kind of what happens. Yeah. And it makes it more real mm-hmm. because, you know, we just read a story from history.com and I'll link it, of course, so you can read it. Um, for yourself, but hearing it through the eyes, I'm sure in middle school, hearing it through the eyes of a middle schooler yeah. was made it more real and more palatable. And it's just sad that the people in China, unless they leave China, they're never going to know. Yep. They're not going to understand the seriousness of this. It's just, it's incredible how much a country can control information. It is, it is. And we got to do our best to not turn into that. I I think, I don't think we're close, mm-hmm. but I think it's po- it's possible for any country to fall into this. I don't think we're close. I know some people think we're right there. I don't think so. But, I but think- it is always possible. It's always possible. And, and two, because there has been, like, look at Venezuela. It was a democracy until they elected... Correct me if I'm wrong. It was a democracy until they elected a certain person that turned into a dictatorship. I think so. I think that's so, right. like, and not saying that that it's possible that would happen here, but it is possible for the or and like look at Hitler. He was elected right. to his position and then kind yeah. of became a dictator. And, a and that's what I'm saying. Like, is that like? It's possible. It can happen to any country. Like, we, it is definitely possible. If we as people don't stand up 
and try to push back when we see it going in a new direction. When we vote, everybody don't forget to vote. Charlotte has an election July 26th. Don't I, forget to vote. Yeah, I, um, I think the most important thing we can do, and it's not like the biggest way you can have a voice in your government is through voting. And so mm-hmm. making sure that you and everyone you know, A, goes vote, but B, are important voters. I think that's the biggest thing that yeah. generation, and like, I think that's the biggest thing right now in politics. The biggest thing you can do as a voter is to be informed when you go and cast your ballot. And absolutely, just knowing, like, regardless of what political party, just knowing what and everyone too. believes in. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking at their website, doing your research, especially in these, like, city council races and, like, these nonpartisan races, like, don't go in and blind vote. And especially if you guys still have a primary. Don't go in and blind vote. That is who you're choosing to be your party's candidate in November. Yeah. And it's, you know, use discernment when you go vote. Um, And take every endorsement, even by your best friend, take every endorsement with a grain of salt. Um, Because sometimes some endorsements are paid for. Yeah. Or sometimes people are just like, oh, that's my friend, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So vote, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Those Are the Girls with Mallory and Friends. I really hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Um, and stay tuned for more That Political Life History Moments. Moments in right, History. you guys. Moments in History. Yes. <laughs> history Moments. Moments in History makes way more sense. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Those Other Girls with Mallory and Bailey. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Head over to our website, thoseothergirls.com, to read our blogs and receive exclusive content. And connect with us on Instagram, at thoseothergirlspodcast, and on Twitter, at TOG underscore podcast. Those Other Girls, changing culture and bringing back traditional values.